0: everybody. Welcome to Open Network User Group Podcast. I'm Mark Tierney. I'm ONUG's CTO. And today, I'm going to be visiting with Nick Lippis. Nick is the co-founder and CEO of ONUG. We're going to catch up with Nick about really everything that's happening at ONUG because there's some really great stuff happening at ONUG right now. Yeah, but first, ONUG Fall 2022. It feels like uh, we were just doing spring and it was such a fantastic event, but we're already staring down the fall event. And it's going to be... Really great. It's going to be in Manhattan, Center 415 on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan, October 19th and 20th. So join the ONUG community of global 2000 companies, enterprise architects, cloud providers, thought leaders as we explore the building blocks required to create flexible, transformative IT business platforms. Go to onug.net and register for this event today. And Nick, you know, like with that, welcome, first of all.
1: I'm well, glad thanks, you're man. here. It's always great uh, to be here. You, uh, uh, I bet everybody thinks that we get to
0: talk either. like all the time, but, you know, it, it doesn't always work out like
1: that. I know. Well, you know, we and we didn't coordinate our wardrobe either, so. right, you know, no, happen chance.
0: <laughs> the truth is, is that all I do is wear black t-shirts, and it's just a question of what they say. So I'm happy to just have them say oh, no, like all the time, too, but I just need more, that's all.
1: Yeah, no, um, well, I'm not sure what it is, like, you know, with guys in black t-shirts these days, you know? It's like every guy is wearing black t-shirts you know it's like go figure you know they're trying to be well there's steve one jobs easy or...
0: answer if if you know they're they're thinning so it could be a fit guy like you and it looks okay and it could be a guy like me and a, maybe i'm fit underneath this who knows like no one really knows so uh, well, i think good.
1: they're trying to like be either like um steve jobs or jerry garcia i'm not quite sure which one
0: right <laughs> i think we know you'd rather be jerry garcia um <laughs> so we're talking about the conference and gosh it does feel like we just finished spring and uh and yet we're i think we're at the halfway point like we're three months out oh, yeah. from uh from the fall conference which is a big conference traditionally for ona right and yep. some pretty amazing and interesting stuff on the agenda so what do you want to highlight on the uh
1: i think you know it's the fall um agenda? well we have i think there's really kind of like well the major theme is all about multi-cloud right and um and we're going to stick with this theme uh all of next year as well because it's such an important um space but it's really around um how do you connect you know how do you do observability how do you secure and how do you automate you know so um it's we're going to be hitting on that and then we have for the fall uh program um we're working with james uh Wickett, uh over at uh, verica and Uh, James is um, doing a track on DevSecOps, which is really exciting. Um, So a lot of great people coming in on DevSecOps. Uh, The other key thing that we're doing is we're hitting multi-cloud. We're questioning multi-cloud. You know, Um, it seems to be a fait accompli, you know, in the industry, but it's really not. Um, And so we're going to go through is all of the uh, the pain worth the game. Um, And we'll, we'll chat about that in a second. Um, And then there's all about um, kind of connectivity and networking. So on the networking side of it is that, you know, there is, how do you connect your data center into multiple clouds? Um, And we'll, we'll dive into this like a little bit further into the podcast, but also there's, there are three kind of like areas around uh, networking. The whole wide area network is being redefined. um, And we're going to like hit on that, you know, uh, pretty hard. So. so,
0: for those who weren't able to attend the Spring Conference, uh, the, one of the newer features uh, was the pavilion. Um, what do you call it? Um, pavilion mode or uh, uh, live demonstration. You know, we had these live demonstration areas, right? Uh, on the showroom floor. It was something that you were pretty passionate about wanting to do. And it feels like it went over very well, but what's your impression of this, uh, this, this whole new pavilion uh, approach?
1: Yeah, no, I think, well, we're, we're at the phase now where we're not just talking about stuff, we're actually showing how do you do it, you know, and I think that's the key thing. So, you know, and Mark, really, this is thanks to your leadership, you know, it's like we have a great CSNF a live demonstration going on, we have orchestration and automation, Um, and also the be a kind of network cloud. So like those three, you know, I talked about the the major themes around multi cloud. So these three, you know, we you know, actually the fourth one is built in there. You know, it's kind of the uh, orchestration automation is really around observability and also automation. Right. So um, all of that is now being covered on the show floor and live. So we have a lot of companies that are coming in to actually demonstrate how you actually do this. You know, so um, That's huge. I think huge, you
0: know. Yeah, I think what I like about it, um, and still like I'm the you know the newest member to the Onug team, but you know when I look at Onug as two lines of business almost, like you know we've got the conference business and then the collaborative, which is so powerful, and it really felt to me like the the live demo areas, these pavilion areas. Really brought brought the two together in a way that yeah. I had not um, seen before. You've got the working groups really in this uh, very focused uh, space, um, you know, as and part of the conference, as opposed to just doing a report out for you know a few minutes. It it's they have kind of a more dominant role in sharing what they're doing and a lot of these you know best practices depending on which team it is. So if it's network cloud and they've just, you know, recently published a a playbook, you know, that focuses on uh, agility in today's multi-cloud environment or the orchestration automation team, as you said, and the taxonomy uh, and maturity model that they've created um, for how to approach, how to, you know, implement orchestration automation tools um, and techniques uh, and then obviously CSNF. So, and in some cases we actually had uh, some overlap there. We had ONA demonstrating with the CSNF initiatives. So that was kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It, it by having the live demonstrations, it just tied everything together, you know, and uh, you know, and it's very reminiscent of like the early days of Interop, you know, um, where, you know, there was kind of like, where the industry started moving towards TCPIP um, as the, the way to connect uh, computing uh, together uh, over networking. And I think we're, um, we're at a, a similar point, although there isn't kind of a standard like TCPIP, but it's more about kind of options and choice, which is what TCPIP gave the industry, multi-cloud is delivering that, that, you know, options and choices. And um, and there's multiple different layers associated with it. So I think that's really what we're starting to see is that how do you actually pull all this stuff together? And the working groups now manifesting themselves into live demonstrations, uh, in addition towards like all of the, you know, open source work that we do, both uh, in terms of code with CSNF, as well as all the documents or all Creative Commons, uh, you know, documents as well, so.
0: Obviously. So let's use let's let's use this discussion about uh, conferences as a way to segue into some new activity that, that is going on at ONUG, and I'll frame it like this: one of the things that you know we do at ONUG, I mean, I feel very driven by this. Uh, you know, it's almost everything we do is a referendum from our enterprise consuming members. It's so important. And Nick, you uh, are always asking our members to vote on what's most important to them uh, and what we should be working on next. What do we set our sights on next? And we got some pretty clear answers on what the community want us, wants us to work on next. you want to talk about the those two things?
1: Yeah, um, yeah for sure. So like, um... Well, we put a lot of time into policy as code. So, um, and so the community voted that, hey, they wanted to really dive into this space. Um, It's a complicated space because like whenever, depending upon what line of business that you were, uh, or which silo you're in in IT, whether it's security, networking, you know, cloud um, development, you know, uh, what have you, you have a different view of what that is. And so, um, so I think what we heard is that they want kind of like the unified theory around uh, policy as code. Give us a framework so we can we we can guide our thinking, you know, around it. And so, so I think that um, so we took a, a stab at obviously writing up a problem statement. We presented that to the steering committee and the collaborative, and had them vote on um, if they want to allocate the resources to actually dive into this space.
0: Can can I make a clarification on that because I want yeah. um, I definitely want the audience to understand the power of the collabs steering committee. Uh, so this is going to sound like I'm correcting you, but uh, uh, the, the truth is, is that we talked to them um, and they gave us some pretty clear direction. Uh, yeah. They really sent us back and said, we need more in terms of a problem statement. Yeah. And uh, they they wanted to see a little more definition around what we presented to them. And I, I think it's a real testament to some of these powerhouse firms, uh, that are on the steering committee, uh, both from the enterprise consuming and supplier sides of the business. And, um, it, you know, that's the kind of stuff, uh, by the way, it's not a negative, right? It's, it's like super positive kind of, uh, critical feedback, um, if you want to launch a project, right. Yeah. And so they, they asked us to do that. We, you know, sharpened the pencil and, and, uh, uh created a little more clarity around it and and got to do a vote right
1: yeah yeah i think that's you know it's it's at such a definitive um point because and lots of others i would say like 99 percent you know other kinds of industry gatherings are all driven by the vendor community Onug is really driven by the consumers you know it is really one of the only places in the industry where the consumers collaborate together to kind of drive a result you know so um And the steering committee is um is they speak really loud (laughs) and they have a lot of power, you know, on that on that committee. That's that's for sure. And it's really interesting is that when um I won't mention the um the steering committee member, but like during one of the meetings, like when you were giving the update. You know, he was asking, "Well, are you getting support from the CSPs?" And then all the CSPs were were there on the call, (laughs) (laughs) calling everybody out. You know, it's um that's you know that's pretty powerful to have a whole bunch of your big customers like on on it and um and having them uh, those customers you know uh, help prioritize your um your activities, where it's usually always the other way around. Like you know, you look at um you go to any. Uh, cab right customer advisory board um and it's usually a whole bunch of nodding heads you know um right it's usually the vendor telling them what you know our roadmap and where we're going and what we're doing and stuff like that And but here it's like the, the other way around <laughs> it's uh, no
0: you're right there's often a lot of glad hand and I've been <laughs> I've been on those you know those uh, steering committees and uh, you know I know what it's like and there's a lot of glad handing and um basically looking for customers to help them with messaging as opposed to no, what are you going to do and how are you going to do it?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and that's, what's different about, uh, you know, what we do at ONUG. Yeah. So, yeah, so we've, we've really gotten, uh, you know, the good direction. And, uh, so our goal really is to be able to stand up this policy as code working group and, uh, do an initial report out by the fall conference. Um, and, uh, I just think it's great to, to consider we have we have and Nick helped me out with the uh, the, the, the the special roundtable type uh, topics that we have at the conference yeah and we had a policy as code roundtable right uh, at the spring conference and it was one of the most widely attended uh, in-person events that we had uh, in in these in these small uh, Um, uh, form factor meetings. And it was really great. Hmm. But it was also clear that a lot of work needed to happen. So it's kind of cool to think that we went from a meeting like that, where there's all these executives and technical architects and whatnot, having a discussion about all the holes in this process, to voting at the conference about you know this needing to be an initiative to standing up a working group and you know having a goal to do have a report out by uh by fall like yeah. i know it's
1: right? a, yeah it's a, it's a great thing you know and and actually that that one round table so for those who don't know the round tables um there, it's a format within ONU It has like it's called chatham rules right so like what's said in the room stays in the room um there's you know no press no vendors allowed in it so all consumers and that meeting was supposed to like it was scheduled for forty five minutes. It went for like an hour and a half. <laughs> People right. didn't want to leave, you know. And uh, so it was uh, it was a it was a hot topic, you know, that's for sure. But like, but we were able to roll up all these different data uh, data points and um, and get that uh, for a vote. And um, so it looks like uh, we're going to move forward on policy as code. And uh, so we'll have our first readout for the fall. I'm not sure how much we're going to have to say. We only have three months, you know. But it's like uh, it might just be a kind of, we started this and this is, you know, our roadmap, you know, on where we're Directionally, we yeah. Yeah, and okay, and we want, you know, as many people to get involved as possible, you know, so I think that's probably what that session will be about.
0: Yeah, so the other, um, the other item that was voted on use case was uh, Cloud Edge, and uh, that's not moved on uh, at the same rate, but quite frankly, we're going to use the policy as code uh, process as a template so we're now writing uh, the network cloud team uh, is taking that on. Uh, so I suppose at least initially, I mean, this could change, Nick, I think, but at least initially uh, we'll try to tackle this topic inside of the network cloud team um, and then see where it goes. But uh, we've begun working on the same sort of problem statement that, uh, uh, that we created for the policies code. So we'll use you know kind of this you know similar, similar format. Um, you know, a template to, to move forward and, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes. But, uh, you know, again, it's the, the sort of the power of the power of the community directing us um, and telling, you know, telling the uh, ONUG membership what we need to work on and why. Right. So I think that's, I um, think that's
1: a really smart, uh, smart way to start it, you know, within the network cloud working group. Um, Because I think, you know, it's like on the, the cloud edge space, I think there are, So many different models, you know, uh, out there. And I think uh, that's one thing is to kind of uh, try to sift through, sort through all the different models and maybe present them and their pros and cons. Um, You know, at least that's kind of like the first way to kind of get started, you know, and uh, I think that will help out everybody, the vendors and, you know, and obviously all the consumers as well. So we didn't
0: really practice this, but it seems like a perfect segue into a topic we'd identified, uh, you know, that we want to talk about, and that is multi-cloud. We're we're obviously dealing with multi-cloud on so many of the different working groups, um, but it's it's also going to take almost a center stage, um, you know, keynote kind of place at the fall conference, and you know, as active as we are in working on. Multi-cloud solutions. And I feel like uh, as an organization, like we're not afraid to hold a mirror up and ask tough questions, right? And and that's going to happen at this conference, right? We're gonna we're gonna actually challenge some of these multi-cloud um, biases, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think um, yeah. So Daniel Conroy, um, who's the CTO over at uh, Raytheon Technologies is going to do the keynote and Raytheon is the host for the fall uh, meetings so, and they're like there's such, such a great group of people over at Raytheon um, but Daniel's going to kick it off you know because it's like I the thing about you know multi-cloud is that we all know it's it's hard it's complex but we think it's worth it you know because um, I think from the point of view is that You know, you have your developers and as infrastructure teams, your job is to make the developer's life as easy as possible so that they can write the applications that will deliver value creation at speed, right? And so if you can have, if you can offer them a, you know, a wide range or access to as many cloud providers as you can, then you're basically giving them access to all the different tools and constructs that those uh, developer or that those CSPs offer. Uh, And they can pick and choose where to write applications. That's, I think the goal here, and that that provides options, that provides choices, that provides agility, that provides speed, but it's hard um, because all of those constructs are different and they're gonna stay different for as long as we can, as as long as the CSPs um, want want them to, which is probably forever. Um, But also it's like, there's a tendency and you can understand this. It's like you know. It's I don't mean laziness in the pejorative, you know. But a lot of times, like, hey, you understand a certain thing, and you're going to use that a lot. And uh, and that's what's happening right now in the in the cloud uh, in the developer community. There there might be a certain set of tools from uh, from one CSP, and they want to use those, you know, to almost do anything that um, they need to do. And sometimes they're force fitting things. And so we'll talk about this. And there's gonna be, so Daniel is gonna have a really great perspective on this. Um, there's another perspective where, um, I don't wanna kind of give the whole story away, but um, a company that is um, so entangled and so entwined, their business with a cloud provider is that they can't do anything you know, with any other cloud provider. They are so locked in. Uh, like the old, like mainframes, like of the 1960s, yeah. 70s, and the 80s, you know, uh, early 80s, they're so locked in, almost like IBM, like in that in that era, um, it's like scary, and they're scared, um, you know. So we're gonna, so we'll talk about that one, you know, as well, kind of a cautionary tale, you know, uh, for uh, a lot of folks on their cloud journey. But-
0: and it's interesting because I feel like the discussion on that is. We shouldn't do multi-cloud because look how complicated it is. Like, you know, look, look how complicated it is just to do one, yeah. right? And and yet to me, that is uh, almost a definition of why, you know, ONUG is out front on, on the cloud security notification framework. We've got to drive standards in cloud consumption. And I've never said this to you before, Nick, but... Uh, watch me get in trouble. Uh, everyone, in, everyone in the world can watch me get in trouble with my boss. I don't even think it matters if I'm consuming multiple clouds at the same time. The mm-hmm. point is, if I don't have the option to move from one to the other because I have standards that allow it, yeah. whether, I'm, whether I'm doing two at once, doesn't matter. The point is, is that we've got to have standards that allow me to consume one, not feel like I've got vendor lock in and I can make a move if I need to. And if I want to consume multiple uh, simultaneously, that's great too. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, um, there's no doubt. I think, well, I think you're, you're spot on and um, you know, um Oh, I want to kind of share something, but I need to hold back because I'll, you know, I'll give away a piece of Daniel's keynote. I don't want to do that. This Um, is,
0: listen, there's nothing wrong with holding out a carrot for uh, coming to the conference. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, don't, uh, don't bury the lead, right? So, yeah. So there's, um, uh, I love it. I
1: think I'm so, I'm so with you on there. CSNF is so important because it does, uh, it's important on a couple different levels to have the CSPs collaborating and working together. Um, on a common industry problem, not, not their problem, it's an industry problem, is, um, is really great. It's great to be part of, it's great to see them working on it. It's great to see the progress you know, that we're making. Um, so I think that's really, really important. Um, and, then, uh, and then it's solving you know, a problem that is being driven by the consumers. You know, it's like, hey, um, how do I consume all this telemetry, security telemetry from these cloud providers uh, in a standard way, you know, so that I can have some common playbooks and I can increase the efficacy of my uh, SOC and I can, you know, try to reduce as much toil in my SOC, you know, as well. Like, so I think that's, those are hard gains, um, the hard tangible gains that come from a kind of telemetry standardization effort um, around security notification.
0: Well, and we said we we're going to wrap up with CSNF. So I, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll like take the, I'll take point on, um, you know, almost a real time update. We had a, a great session today. So for those of you who are not familiar with the, the cloud security notification framework, it is uh, an open source initiative that was born from uh, ONUG's automated cloud governance working group. And this was, again, a directive from some of our biggest enterprises, uh, who wrote a white paper, if you hadn't heard the story before I'll be brief, uh, it wrote a white paper about all the challenges associated with consuming multi-cloud. And one of those th- things was uh, how to consume security uh, alerts and events. Um, but the truth is, is, it was just one of, I don't know, six or seven domains, I think, Nick, that were identified in this white paper. And we're just tackling the, the security alert and event uh, portion first. Uh, but there's tons of opportunity within this framework. And uh, so now we're at a point where we've just brief update. We've um, delivered an MVP uh, version of the code. We demonstrated it at the spring yeah demonstrated the spring conference. We've uh, recently uh, ratified the, uh, the final standard template for the canonical data model. Oracle has already published their translation. Uh, for their security alerts. Microsoft, Google, and IBM are right behind um, talking about that today. Um, And we've published a starter kit that's on our GitHub site. um, And I'll have that um, on the screen. You'll be able to see that on the screen. And uh, so anyone can go and download. And now we're, uh, I think within the next three, two to three weeks, we'll have a, a whole series of I'll call it a playlist of how to consume the the starter kit and how to consume the canonical data model and everything that it enables. So, gosh, we went from (laughs) like where we were like 18 months ago versus where we are now. It's like uh, sort of amazing and shocking, right?
1: Well, it's amazing because like now these files, these mappings from all the different CSPs, it's unique. You can't get them anywhere else. You know, you can only get it, you know, here on the CSNF Git, you know, and that is, uh, that is the beginning, I think, to unleash a bunch of creativity and innovation in the industry. And really, congratulations, Mark, you know, I know you've been, you've been kind of leading the uh, the group into the, uh, to to move through this. And that's, it's a, it's a huge, yeah, it's
0: a team, it's a team effort though. Like I, you know, I'm just the assistant principal on this thing. Right. I mean uh, the, the truth is, is we got a, a lot of smart people that are doing the, doing the contributions. And, you know, if there was ever a reason um, for considering uh, joining Ona, that's it. You know, if, if you're not part of the collaboration, if you're not part of the Ona collab uh, this is probably the biggest reason for doing it uh, because you're going to get, exposed to some really smart people working on some really important projects. And if you're a, if you're an enterprise consumer, joining the collab means, you know, really getting um, uh, this voice that we've talked about a couple of times uh, that is directing, right. It's a directive kind of work on these things because, and that, you know, the, the enterprise consumers have a, uh, uh, you know, a lot of value we put in that because statement, everybody needs to be listening to the business value side of what the consumers are saying. And if you're, if you're an enterprise supplier, it's, do you want to help guide the conversation? Do you want to project, project your brand? Do you want to um, be considered a leader in, uh, in these particular areas? Look, everybody's got secret sauce. Hmm. Developing standards doesn't change any of that. Right. Right. Um, just be part of, uh, just be part of where our consumers want to go. Right. That's it. That's it. So.
1: So I did want to touch on networking before we uh, close down. Do we have time? All right. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So, um, I think there's, um, a pretty fascinating discussion that's, uh, and decision points that will impact, you know, multi-billion dollar markets that we're going to talk about at this ONU. So a lot, a lot, of folks in, in the owner community don't want to use the internet uh, for their cloud interconnect. Um, you know, obviously we had MPLS before, and so that's a private network. You know, you use the teleco, the telcos to kind of like connect up your remote sites to your data centers. Uh, the key thing about that is that you have total control over the security of it. You don't have to worry about, you know, can somebody get into like you know that network? You know, and so so they want to do the same thing with cloud. They don't want to kind of use you know internet services ISPs peering relationships what have you because you don't ever know you don't have control you don't have complete you don't have, you don't have visibility so um, so there'll be a lot of discussion about uh, it's called like middle mile you know um, which I think is a kind of a telecom term you know so like the telecom providers uh, with Nas services are now looking at you um, uh, providing a kind of a network where you can connect your data center uh, and then you can connect into the various different cloud providers that you want to, but it's, it's basically it's private, you know, it's, you know, you're not sharing that bandwidth with others. Um, and then, so that's kind of like data center to cloud and cloud to data center, built back and forth. Um, so that will, that's one, uh, one area in redefining the wide area network then it's like from the consumer from the users like whether like branch offices people working at home you know um you know how do you provide connectivity to them without going over the internet you know either so maybe it could be um how do you do the last mile into the middle mile um you know and some of that could be internet you know where you maybe tunnel you know into your SaaS applications and then Um, or it could just be you kind of drop uh, particular private lines into homes and so forth. So, or you use, you know, like the new um, low orbit satellite systems like Starlink and uh, Amazon has a new service that they're rolling out. And there's a bunch of other companies that are also rolling out their own satellite, you know, low orbit satellite systems. So I think we're on the verge of um, of redefining the whole wide area networking space. And uh, we're going to really talk a lot about that. Uh, and this is really the way that you connect into multiple clouds. It's, it's by, you know, in the large enterprise, it's really, it's not internet-based, you know, because then you got to deal with all the zero trust stuff, the identity access management, you know, stuff. There's, it just puts so much more complexity on the ends, um, you know, that I think in the large enterprise, they're looking kind of like, they'd rather not, <laughs> I think is what I'm hearing. Yeah. So anyway, I wanted to share that uh, that thought. That's uh, kind of really exciting, I think, discussion happening. Um, yeah, that's course. what
0: we're all about. And uh, again, with that, I would say you want to know more, you want to learn more, get involved with the ONUG Collaborative. You can do that at ONUG.net. You find, every, find out everything you need to do uh, and everything you need to know about joining the ONUG Collaborative. You can do that today again at ONUG.net. So, Nick, on behalf of uh, Nick and myself, thanks to everyone for joining us today on the ONUG podcast, and we will see you on the next podcast. Thanks, everybody.
1: Yeah, thanks, everyone. Thanks, Mark.